Hello and welcome to Filled with His Love. This episode's a little different today because it is December 7th, uh, you know, and we've watched news releases from Israel and Hamas war. So much of the footage as we've watched those news releases focuses on relationships and mainly the desire to be reunited with loved ones who have been captured by the enemy. So on this day, September 7th, in 1941, this is 82 years ago now, war began between Japan and the U.S. So unless you've hit the century mark, you were not likely alive on that day, and neither was I. But my dad was. He and my mom, Iva was her name, I-V-A, had been married the year before in 1940. And by the time he was called to active military service, they had two young daughters, my older sisters, Sharon and Carlene. Today, partly in tribute to my dad and partly to help remind us of the importance of our earthly relationships, I want to share some excerpts from his letters about the war. I didn't know these letters existed until after he and my mom had died, but I believe they give us a glimpse into the impact of war on the lives of those who had to endure its uncertainties, battles, and carnage. And that applies to those who are enduring those uncertainties, battles, and carnage today around the world. So here are a few of my dad's words in his personal history. So he says, although Iva, that's my mom again, although Iva and I felt that I would have a call to serve, it still was not easy. We had two beautiful little girls. Sharon was three years old and Carlene was one year. It wasn't until Iva and my mother came over to Fort Douglas to see me and saw me in my uniform. More Iva, however. That uniform really made it real. I left Fort Douglas for Camp Roberts for training. This was September 19th, and I graduated January 6th, 1945. So he started in 1944 at Fort Douglas and was called active and then went to Fort Roberts. I came home on a furlough January 13th, 1945, and from there went to Hawaii and then on to Okinawa. And then Dad goes on, I had some close calls in Okinawa. It was a terrible war. I saw many fall. I had a back injury and was transferred to Guam. I was in the hospital there. We were then shipped to Hawaii, at least that is where they said we were going, but we were brought on to California. I called Iva from there. She hadn't heard from me for a long time and didn't have any idea where I was. She was so thrilled to hear that I was in California. From there, I went to Walla Walla, Washington to a bone hospital. I've never heard of a bone hospital before, but obviously orthopedic surgery place. I had a back operation there. Iva came to be with me. After a while, I was released and glad to be home. Here's a personal note from me. Dad's back injury from the war never really healed. It improved, but he never fully recovered. He got the surgery, but at that time, I doubt that back surgery was very effective. So when I was about seven or eight years old, I remember my dad lying in bed and writhing in pain, so much pain that he would periodically wail. His wailing scared me. I didn't know what to do. It's one of those childhood memories that never leaves you. Okay, now, on to some excerpts 
from his letters. He stayed in Hawaii for a while and then traveled to Saipan, an island in the Marianas, located north of Guam. The following is an excerpt from one of his letters while stationed there. April 9, 1945. I received two letters from you. In the first letter, you said it was snowing. It is far from snowing here. It has been plenty hot. As for hearing much shooting, it is only heard when training, and there are patrols getting an enemy once in a while. I went to church last night, and we are having a meeting again tonight. I am enclosing a $20 money order. Now, that would be worth $341 today. I wish that you would pay $5 tithing. That would be $83 today. And with the rest, buy you a little something for that wonderful day, the 22nd of April, our anniversary. I'm hoping that this is the first and last time on our anniversary that we will be so far apart. Love and kisses, Wes. Then on April 13th, 1945. The two letters last night were two of the nicest letters I have received, but the statements made of me being as you say, I'm hoping that someday I will be again have the chance to prove to you in person that I surely did find the one and right one to be my wife. I know we did have a lot more happiness than many had or will get the chance of having. As I get closer to the real thing, I still have no fear or worry. In other words, the real thing, meaning closer to Okinawa and the battles. This all falls on the ones left at home, but I'm hoping that you will feel all right about everything. The fifth year anniversary will be here in nine days, and I'm hoping, too, that this one is the last one that will be spent so far away from each other. Love and kisses, Wes. So then my dad, Wes, traveled from Saipan in the Mariana Islands to Okinawa, Japan. From other accounts, we know that he entered the battlefield on April 26th and remained in battle until May 6th, only 10 days. But 10 days, 10 of the bloodiest days in all of World War II. To put this in perspective, approximately twice as many U.S. soldiers lost their lives during the Battle of Okinawa than during the D-Day invasion at Normandy, France. Wes, of course, wrote very little during this time, but the following letter was written on April 28, 1945, shortly after he entered the battle with the 7th Infantry Division that fought on the south side of Okinawa during the same 10 days that the 77th Infantry Division was fighting the well-known battle on the north side of the island, the battle called Hacksaw Ridge. On that day, he said, Dear Iva, Sharon, and Carlene, Our ship ride ended finally, and I am seeing a little of the island of Okinawa. I am finally out of the casual company and assigned to Company K, 3rd Platoon, and the 3rd Squad. The officers and fellows seem to be a swell bunch. This island has a lot of native huts all over, and all over the hills and valleys are small plots of farming and vegetable land. Most of it has been soybeans, but there is cabbage, carrots, and most all kinds of vegetables. This is one of the prettiest islands I've seen." I'm sleeping in the side of a hill, and we have two air raid alarms, which bring in plenty of noise. The artillery is sounding off not very far from our hole in the hill, but it's nice. It's our own. I haven't seen any action yet, 
I think we are going out on patrol behind the front lines soon. Last Sunday was our anniversary, and I hope we are not far apart anymore. Love and kisses, Wes. Following the ten days of battle, Wes wrote the following letter. On May 12, 1945. There have been quite a few days since I last wrote, and it has been a busy time. I have seen and been in my first combat the last ten days, and it was plenty tough. Now this is interesting. The next three lines of the letter were cut out by a censor. These letters had to go through a military censor, so I am anticipating that these three lines were cut out because they were too... Uh, revelatory of what actually happened during that battle, and the military didn't want that going back in letters. So then he says, I got me a few of the enemy, meaning I killed some enemy troops. Hard to imagine my dad killing anyone, but that's what he said here. No, it was a noisy 10 days with all the firing going on. I was in quite a few tough places and managed to get out without any damage. Now, he said without any damage, but obviously his back had been injured. So he says, I received a few letters from your mother, that's my grandmother, his mother, and one from Uncle George a few nights ago out of my foxhole. Also, the pretty anniversary card. It is hot here in the day and quite cold at night, and there is a little rain quite often. I have been feeling all right other than I'm having trouble with my back and it's hard for me to get around too much. The doc has looked at it and taped it up, but it hasn't helped. I believe they will send me down for an x-ray. I'm hoping they can fix it up for me. I hope you and my two little gals are doing all right, and with the help and guidance of the Lord, I will be okay. Love and kisses, Wes. So then he traveled back to the Mariana Islands by plane. His back problem was a central theme of most of the remainder of his letters. So those are some excerpts from my dad's writing in 1945. He wrote so little in his life, I was so amazed to find all of these letters that he wrote to my mother while he was in the military. So that happened just, he caught home just four months before Japan surrendered to the U.S. and World War II was over. It was the deadliest war in human history, with 50 to 85 million casualties. And Okinawa was among the bloodiest of all battles. As I read my dad's letters, I learned that nearly three-fourths of the soldiers in his company died in that one ten-day battle. Nearly 50,000 American troops died in all the battles in Okinawa, and an estimated 110,000 Japanese troops were killed. The civilian population of Okinawa was reduced by perhaps one-fourth, about 100,000 Okinawa men, women, and children perished in the fighting or committed suicide under orders from the Japanese military. This is all very bleak. You know, I, I have to say, usually my podcasts are quite uplifting, I hope, but this is war, and war is not a pretty scene. And so I think it's important for us to remember these experiences of people, particularly those that we know who have participated in conflicts around the world. Now, President Hinckley gave a very memorable talk in 2003 on war and peace. 
His talk was given at a time when we were fighting against terrorism. It hadn't been that long since we had the 9-11 attacks and we were still trying to track down Osama bin Laden, etc. It was, it was this kind of a time. And he gave this talk on war and peace, a very classic, important doctrinal statement, really, on war and peace. So um, here's a quote from that talk. Even when the armaments of war ring out in deathly serenade and darkness and hatred reign in the hearts of some, there stands immovable, reassuring, comforting, and with great outreaching love, the quiet figure of the Son of God, the Redeemer of the world. We can proclaim with Paul, for I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. When World War II ended, my dad returned home, picked up his life with my mom, and I was born the following year. He could never speak about the war until only a few years before he passed from this earth. It was too raw, it was too difficult for him to even describe. He did not want to recall the death and destruction he was forced to participate in. But each time he mentioned the war, tears came to his eyes. And those moments were the only moments I remember seeing my dad in tears. War hurt him, not only his back, but his emotions. But he didn't allow war to destroy his marriage or his family. Relationships can withstand even war and its brutality. I'm sorry, very sorry, actually, that my dad had to experience what he went through in Okinawa. But I will be forever grateful that he held tight to his faith and to his family. If relationships can survive war, they can survive the trials we face when our country is at peace, like right now. We have trials, and sometimes those trials affect our relationships very negatively. But if, think of this, if relationships can survive war, they can survive any kind of trial. It's whether in Israel or Gaza or Okinawa, Ukraine or Russia, I pray for those who must endure the pain of war particularly those who are separated from loved ones. And I pray that those loved ones that they seek to be reunited with, by some miracle, they can get back together. They can start their lives again, like my dad did with his mom when he came home. And that we can all somehow find ways to work toward more peace. I hope this is helpful, and I hope you'll reflect on loved ones you have that perhaps have been in wars or are in war right now, and that our prayers can collectively, unitedly all be with them. We will see you next time. Thanks.